Running Sentences presents A Thieves Nightmare Part 8 A not-so-grand plan While plans are made, Nico worries that any such ideas are already known by their captors. He fears that things are only about to get messy. This is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, businesses, events, and incidences within this story are products of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to real people, real situations, real events, real characters, and or situations, and fictional situations, characters, businesses, events, and people is purely coincidental. Copyright 2022. Michael Homery. All rights reserved. Unable to sleep well, Nico woke up before the sun had even broken the sky and decided not to waste any time trying to fall back asleep. He got out of bed and wandered down to the living room. The thought of what to do when he got there hadn't occurred to him. The only good thing going for him so far was that some new clothes were provided. But the fact that they were provided from a military corporation made him suspicious of them. He hazarded a guess or belief that they'd managed to at least put some sort of tracking bug on them, and a search through them before he put them on brought nothing to light, which was disappointing. He felt off walking about in them, and like they had some weight to them that was a tracking bug. He even decided to hold the marble in his hand instead of putting it in one of his pockets, fearing that it would be detected somehow or some way. A silly thought, he knew, but he felt if he didn't brace himself for other weirdness, then who knew what else might happen to him when he was not expecting it. The sound of a soft footstep finally gave him something else to look at and in this living room, and something else to put his mind to, as Temple came in, yawning. Oh, I didn't expect anyone else to be up. Neither did I. They stood there, awkwardly, trying to decide what to do next. Temple gave up and went to sit on a nearby couch. This left Nico to stand or pace about, and he wasn't really sure which he wanted to do. He was good at pacing worriedly, so he decided eventually to do that, and to occasionally bring his hand with marble in it to his mouth to blow on his hand to keep it warm. There was no expectations that this was doing anything other than making it feel like he was making it do something. Uh, Temple did... Dominique come to you in private last night? This drew her to look at him from staring at the rug towards him questioningly. He couldn't tell what she was thinking as he moved about the room, her eyes staying on him. What about? Oh, this and that. You didn't answer my question. And for you to answer my question, I have to answer yours? Hmm? Well, we didn't talk. But I was made to feel like I was back in middle school, passing about secret notes. About a plan? There may have been a mention about something, but she failed to say exactly what it was. I get the same runaround. What fun. You've been associated with her for longer, and, uh, and I know this is going to sound terrible, but are you going along with her plan? She wouldn't tell you? She shrugged as Dominique appeared in from the hallway and stifling her own yawn as she went past them towards the kitchen. Of sorts, yes. She helped me before, so despite our arguments and dislikes of one another from time to time, yeah, I'll go along with it. How noble of you. And if you're seeking advice as to whether you should or not, I would follow her as well. 
Dominique came back into the living room, having realized that she had passed them by, and looked at them inquisitively. Is something going on at Temple, Nico? Oh, just the usual. Talk and ideas, but no ideas that will actually help us out. Oh, well, we should make breakfast, since uh, who knows what will happen today. There were two curt nods, and a lot of them went into the kitchen. The trio did their best to work around one another in a small kitchen preparing something to eat. Nico spent most of his time thinking about the figure he'd seen and wasn't paying attention to what he was making. Nico, if I have to remind you one more time to watch your food, where are you right now anyway? The admonishment from Dominique helped him bring about to see that the bacon in his pan was getting a bit crispy. He moved the pieces of meat about trying to make sure that they weren't burnt. And not even an answer from him. Temple, where has the mind of Nico gone? You were just speaking to him. If I knew that, Dom, I would tell you. I was thinking about the figures, the ones who stopped the taking of time, or, you know, stopped your time machine of sorts. And what of them? What if they are ghosts of people? Dominique had stopped cooking, and she stared at him. Temple was also now looking deeply at him. Worriedly. I mean, it's, it's, it's only an idea, but what if they're collecting the remnants of time, or, you know, these so-called hauntings are to get us to release time energy stuff from ourselves? You know, we see something in memory, and suddenly it's released from us, and they collect it. If they are doing that, then why are they doing that? Are they some sort of beings that live off of this energy, and it, it creates uh, food for them? perhaps? And where do they live? Is it here or on another plane of an existence? So many questions come to mind with that idea. Is that something we should be exploring you two? If we can't find a way out of this, then yeah, sure, Temple. There are creatures who we know will attack us if we do stop understanding them and why they're doing what they're doing. That's probably our priority since we don't know anything about them. He was throwing desperate looks to each of them to try and get them to agree with him. It didn't look like they were going to say no, but it was still dubious that it was worth pursuing, judging from their looks. We will think on it, I suppose. First, let, let us cook instead of burning food. The trio looked to their dishes, which were getting crispier by the second. A few hurried steps were made to save them, and breakfast was soon served. After that little trauma, the trio went to the living room to sit around, not discussing things. Nico kept quietly fearing about listening devices and looking about for them, while the other two seemed lost in thoughts about other things. It took until the late morning for anyone to show up and whisk them away from here, but a couple of guards eventually did with some mean-looking weapons. The chopper would drop them off on the inlet island, where all the mischievousness had been going on. Caleb had joined them on the ground, but nowhere to be seen was Lewis. Nico figured that the house was where they were going to go, and didn't waste any time out here in the front yard, making a beeline for the front door. The inside of the former home felt different from the last time. Nico thought the air almost had an itchy feel to it, as it was unsettled. It was not misty, but it was pretty clear, and it was a foggy day out, even though it was the afternoon already. and just felt unsettled. He was joined shortly by the rest of the group, with Caleb stopping beside him. I need to know about this rock and where you saw these supposed creatures, so start talking, criminals. Nico looked about the area for the rock, but 
the ones now all around here looked the same. Nothing stood out about them, so he decided to point towards the center of the room. Well, the figure appeared there, and the rock was somewhere around there, but I don't see it right now. Uh, maybe they took it? I see. Well, stand aside, fools. They moved off to the side as a person in a full-on chem suit came marching in. They're holding up a stick device that looked like it would dispense pesticides of some sort and could spray from the tip of it. We've been tracking this stuff for quite a while now and uh, have found that this stuff reacts to a, a certain spray. Of course, we own the patterns of this concoction, so don't think your little heads about how it works or what it looks like or anything like that. The spray from the end of the nozzle came out in a fine mist. It soon evaporated, leaving no signs that it was there. But a sickly sweet smell lingered from it. And they all found themselves watching as this spray went all over the center of the room. Very slowly, with the man, or with whoever was in the suit, going up and down, up and down. Nico was left there wondering what they were supposed to be looking for. This was soon answered as the spray stopped and everyone stared at the center of the room. After a few seconds, a glow-like shape began forming near the middle. Excellent. This is where we want to be, then. We can move in and set up the equipment at once. Nico glanced over at Temple and Dominic, who both looked back at him, shocked as well. There was a general look of confusion among them. Equipment? What was going on, and did they want to know? You three are in for quite a treat. How so, Caleb? Well, Dominique, as I am a military man with plenty of technology on hand, experimental or not, I get to play with the stuff that we create and come across, and I came across something rather fantastic. It is said to open up alternative worlds. And you plan to use this to go into the world of time if it's there? Potentially, yes, um, but, well, I should say you three are going in first, as I can't go, because I am a super important CEO. But once it is up and running, and you are through, and everything is shown to be stable, and that there is a world across the way, yeah, I'll go through. We don't have a say in this. Of course you don't have a say in this, Miss Temple. What do you think this is? Some form of democracy? Those went out of fashion the second people thought of them, much like socialism. The ideals are brilliant, but they are just ideas. One simply cannot bring things from paper to life without changes occurring, and changes change everything. Nico got the distinct feeling that they were being talked down to. It was not a nice feeling, and he shifted in place, trying to figure out why this CEO wanted to feel smart or above them, then realized it was simple. He wanted to sound and feel smart, so he pronounced his passing opinion on matters, without thought as to how they might sound. Nico cocked his head and wondered if he was doing much the same thing, only in his mind, then shook his head. This line of thought was not helpful. Well, Mr. Caleb, that sounds terrible, but, but why... Bring all of us out here to watch you build something. You already knew this was out here. You don't need us for this. Oh, the machine only takes a few seconds to put together. And you did need to point out where it might have been. I don't want to spray down the whole house. Something about flammability of it. Anyway, it's here now, so it's going to work. 
Two more people in full cam suits came in, carrying two pillar-like devices, which were then brought over to the still-glowing center, which was turning into a sort of box, or a long rectangle. The two pillars were placed upright on either side of where the glow stood, then the chem-suited people stepped back as Caleb went over to the one on the right and began doing something to it. There was no way to tell what he was doing, so Nico once again looked over to Dominique to see if she was going to throw up some sort of signal to begin running away. There was no sign of this, however, so he went back to looking at what Caleb was doing. A new glow began forming between these two pillars, and sort of in front of the one that was already there from the spray. This new one began to take a door-like shape, but only consisted of light so far. Having done whatever he was doing to the pillar, the military man, the military contractor, stood away from it and swung his arms forward. They were now to go through. The light faded and left a bright blue doorway they couldn't be seen through. So Nico put his hands up as he walked over to it. He was trying to feel where it was and what it would feel like. Caleb would slap his back and then push him forward into the faux door of light when he was within reach of it. Nico would spill out into a walking garden, a place where plenty of flowers and bushes were grown to look nice, but they served little other purpose than to look good, as Nico, who had fallen flat on his face and onto a stone walkway, got up. He looked about some more. There was a blue-white hue that filtered over everything he saw, which made it feel like it was messing with his his ability to perceive things. He blinked plenty of times to try and make it look all right. Hello, is anyone there? Did we get the right place? Is time here, or people here, or aliens here? He waited a minute, and with no response, he stood up and began walking further down the pathway he was on, towards what was in front of him, which was some bushes that looked nice. He also glanced back to see the glowing door still sitting there. The hope that Dominique and Temple would appear was not being loaded up to, and it looked like the light was now fading. Nico's stomach churned at the thought of suddenly being abandoned, and turned towards it. Hey! Having tried to get back towards the door, it faded out of existence, leaving him alone standing there, just as he'd reached out for it. He froze up, trying to think of what to do next, as he breathed in and out to calm himself down. It wasn't having its greatest effect that he wanted it to, and a minute would pass before he felt some new, odd sensation, one that made him think that someone was watching him. He turned around and saw a bevy of what looked like children's heads and eyes peeking over one of the bushes. When they had realized he'd seen them, they were gone in an instant, followed by giggles and the bush shaking tremendously from it. He took a step towards that, which stopped the shaking, and a second later, five or so children shot off in different directions before he could do anything. Hey! They're gone now, and there's no getting them back once they've decided to run. Nico jumped, swirled about, and put his fists up, ready to fight. He wasn't sure he would punch a female, and if it was a female... The voice sounded uh, female to him, but uh, his hands went up automatically as he caught sight of the woman bathed in this blue-white hue before him. You're the one from the other side, yes? Ah, uh, yes, I guess. 
Uh, where am I? And I'm supposed to have two other people here with me. They'll be around here as they have things to deal with first. Only one person goes through at a time and into a certain area. You are all locked off from each other for now. Welcome to the world of time and energy, and potentially theory at times. Um, my name is Julie, and I am your guide. Okay? His hands slowly lowered, and he still regarded her rather suspiciously. Um, we were expected to come here? I get a sense that you you knew we were coming to find you people? That's just the way it sounds? Or is it just the way you talk that makes it sound like that? Of course you are expected. We don't let anyone waltz in here without knowing that they are coming. Please, if you will follow me. This eerily illuminated woman took a step around him and seemed to float by as she went. He tried to decide if this was the case or not. It certainly looked like it, but with everything the way it was lately, he couldn't trust his own eyes. Uh, by the way, are, are you angry that, that humans have discovered that time can be converted to energy to power things, potentially? Angry? No. Time is the essence of all things, and it makes energy that allows things to be powered, such as your human contraptions. Not so sure that's true, because I did see time acting up angry and agitated that a machine was being used to make it angry. Or if, if, if you control this stuff, it, it certainly seems angry. There was some hand-waving from her, which he took to mean it didn't matter. This, as a couple of other figures, came from nowhere and were now walking alongside this Julie. They appeared to be talking to one another about something which he couldn't hear. The words, if they were words, sounded off to him. Where are we going, by the way? To the mansion. She pointed up ahead as they exited a garden that had bush walls preventing anyone from looking into it aside from this entranceway. The house that he saw was on the massive side. It stretched further than he could see and felt like it kept going in both directions. Endlessly. Uh, what's there? This one asks a lot of questions. Are we sure he can help us? We have no choice. Our destiny and time signatures are already tied to what has happened. Quiet, you two. As for what happens in there, it is up to you, Mr. Nico. We are bringing you to face the Lord of Time. Don't you feel special? No, I don't. Um, why do I need to meet him? She came to a stop, as they were now at the doorway to this house, and the two others had also stopped as he approached, having lagged a bit behind them. To see if you are worthy or not, or your people are worthy or not, you are an emissary for your people and must be tested to make sure that it is the right view to carry knowledge back that will revolutionize your world. They went into the front door, and didn't stop walking through a maze of corridors until they came to a large set of doors. These were thrown open by Julie, who marched into the room that Nico felt was a small ballroom. He came in as well, but the two guards stayed by the door. The room was giant and spread out far and wide in front of them, with the far wall having glass doors that looked out onto something lit by torches beyond. It looked bright outside as if the afternoon sun was blazing down on it. 
though there was a misty blue fog and the fire and the torches and it was just a weird unusual well-lit porch area beyond here is the keeper she pointed towards an old man in the middle of the room who was wandering around a table it was filled with different types of clocks from sand dials to more modern looking ones each one was touched by the hand of this man as he circled around and round the table Okay, so I'm to go talk to him and be tested by him on the topic of time energy? I don't know. I've never had the pleasure of talking about those types of topics with the Keeper. Good luck. Julie backed her way out of the door, and then once beyond it, slammed it shut. There was a sound reminiscent of a lock being thrown into place, which worried Nico. Did they really expect that he was going to run away the second he was out of their sight? He didn't even know where he was or how to get out. Are you one of the three from Earth? The rasp of the voice that sounded like it hadn't been used in ages made Nico worried. He decided he wouldn't be surprised if this figure suddenly fell over from old age. That's how old it sounded to him, and he worried that it would infect him. I believe you already know the answer to that? Yes, I do know the answer, but it is nice to see how people respond when questioned about things. It gives one an idea of how people will talk to you when they have an obvious answer in front of them. The circular motion around the table and the clocks continued, every clock being touched and dealt with in some manner. Nico wondered what the importance of the clocks were. Obviously, time, since this group of creatures claimed to control time energy, maybe. But why did they need clocks? Um, what are you doing? Adjusting things so that time is never off from where it is supposed to be. An ungrateful task for all of space and anyone who has a star that gives them some sort of place that is habitable. Oh, and are there many aliens who have agreed to use time as an energy? The man had finally stopped moving about, but continued to touch the clocks one by one, leaning over the table. But he was now also looking at Nico, which made him shiver. The feeling of dead-looking eyes staring at him was not a comfortable one. A few, yes, earthlings have been flirting with that for a while now. It's interesting to me as... Earthlings have such an odd relationship with time that makes life a bit more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, what do you mean? The whole concept of zones of time that all stay exactly the same. It's silly when one thinks about it. Time moves about as freely as anything. To put it another way, think of it as this. Say one area of a foot over from one from another area, or even an inch over, is always going to be older than the one next to it, because it keeps moving. Nico wanted to speak up in defense of time zones, but had a hand waved away when he attempted to speak up. Oh, don't worry, I know why you guys do it, and that it helps keep things on the schedule since it gives humanity clear points of references. Still an odd thing to get everyone to agree upon when we all see time rather differently. Okay, so you may have a point, but what does that have to do with the test to see if I am a good ambassador to gather time energy for humanity? Nico frowned at the thought, 
I did not think you would make a good ambassador. But that's what he was right now, wasn't it? Eh, it's all small talk. I like to learn about you and I get a feeling for you. And then, only then, am I allowed to make a ruling decision on this important matter. If I don't know you and how you will use this new energy, power, time source, terrible things might happen. And if anyone were to find out, well, it would be off with my head. I can't stop time energy once it's flowing into a new world. Nico nodded along to show that he understood, but had nothing to say on the matter. It was all heady stuff, and it sounded right, but so did lots of things that turned out to be untrue. When Nico kept quiet, the man sighed, and then went about touching the clocks again. We shall start with the questionings, then. Why do you want this energy source? I don't want it. Someone else found out about it and got curious and now they've sent me in because I wasn't taken by time. Taken? Uh, yeah. Well, a blue hazy stream of the stuff came out of the ground and takes people and leaves their clothing on my planet, that sort of thing, I think. Hmm, that doesn't sound right at all. It sounds like something is wrong. I don't know what, though. And so why did these people who sent you... What this energy source, then? This is purely a guess, since no one has actually told me anything other than go get it, but probably for energy, and then whatever else they might think up of. I have no doubt it might be experimented with in the bomb, explosive technology, but you can probably also threaten people the same way things got threatened when nuclear tech came to Earth. Is that supposed to reassure me that things will be fine? And what is this threat you talk of, this nuclear threat? It's an old story I once heard. A conspiracy idea, really. Uh, it's said that aliens gave us nuclear technology and told us we were allowed to use the bomb against humanity. Twice. If we did any more than that, they would wipe us out. I don't know if that includes um, actual tests or not, but... um. A lot of those did happen after we used the weapons against one another. The shocking admission caused the Keeper of Energy to let his jaw drop open. Nico admitted to himself that what he'd said didn't sound all that great, but it was also just a story with little to no way of verifying it. And you just want us to give you energy from time to power your world? Ag again... I don't really see the point in it. Others seem to think it is worth exploring on some front, but uh, me, I just, eh, I don't really care. They sent someone through that doesn't want time energy. Nico decided to shrug since explaining his little adventure to get here and that he hadn't been snatched away at some point, despite being close to angry time, was rather complicated. I believe uh, Miss Dominique has an interest in it, and she's supposed to come with me. Um, is supposed to be here. I think she is here. Uh, but uh, her interest might be more or less research purposes, and maybe to sell it. I don't know. I have heard enough. You can go. Oh, great. Um, back to Earth, or... Out of my sight. You will wait until a decision has been made. The doors were thrown open, and Julie came in. She looked at the man who'd gone back to touching his clocks and circling around the table. 
Your orders, sir. There is much to think about. Drop this one off in the library and bring the next one to me. I won't make up my mind for a little while yet, and after I've talked to them. So make sure they're comfortable. Julie turned to Nico with a polite nod and a sweeping arm motion meant that he should go out the door. He did this and took in one last look around the ballroom. All of this for a talk. Why? The conversation could have happened at the front door of this mansion and had the same effect. Do you really control time? He blurted this out just at the door and felt Julie's hand pushing him out it. He chanced in one last look back, but the man, if he did react, didn't show it. He was shoved into the hallway and pointed towards the direction he should walk. He didn't question it or bother to talk to this Julie as they walked this endless hallway. They could have spanned from one side of the building to the other, and Nico would have believed it. But he didn't have time to spend any more time worrying or thinking about that, as Julie came up to him and directed him towards a set of doors on their left. With a shrug, he went through there. As ordered by this timekeeper, Nico wound up in a library, one that felt both big and small. It was only a cube of a space with bookshelves on all sides, but it also went upwards many, many times over. There was little aside from the books and the couch, and so he went over and sat down on the couch for lack of anything better to do. He read books only on an odd occasion, and this place didn't appeal to him, and the books didn't look very friendly. It was fascinating to look up at the stacks and wonder how high it actually went, or how anyone actually got up to the books up there, but other than that, this was boring to him. He spent his time kicking his feet in the air while staring up. The door opened once again after some time had passed, and Temple found herself shoved in. She spun about to yell at whoever had pushed her in, but this only resulted in her having the door slammed in her face. Damned assholes, I don't know anything about what's even going on here. Didn't you meet the old guy? Temple jumped and swung about, fists cocked and ready to go, then relaxed when she saw who it was. Sorry, I thought you saw me when you came in. I didn't. What's going on here? Uh, these people or creatures control time energy, maybe? Of course, you know, that's what they do. They're the ones who would allow the fools on Earth access to this energy if they chose to. They told you this. Apparently, we are representatives of Earth who came to investigate into getting it released to us, I guess. They claim to know that we were coming here. That's all I really know. That makes no sense. None of this makes any sense to me. She came over and plopped down on the couch beside him. She too wound up staring upward to see how far she could see as they went quiet, waiting for something new to happen, mostly waiting for Dominique to join them. More time would go by, as the doors would eventually open again. In walked the person they'd been waiting for. Did it go well for you? No idea. I said a bunch of stuff and then found myself dismissed from an old man's ballroom. I'm guessing no, though, as he seemed troubled-looking. Nico frowned and flinched at the thought that this might be his fault. That's more than that what happened to me, Dominique. I was asked a few questions, and when I couldn't come up with any answers, I was sent away. I didn't get to say much either. What about you, Nico? I think I said some stupid stuff, and we will get sent away from here as fast as possible. 
and as a result, we will probably have to figure out how to escape from the other two waiting for us uh, back home. All right, that. Yeah, that. We're now definitely in the clear with uh, either Lewis or Caleb hearing your plan about escape. So, did you have a plan? Well, it was more or less to steal the hol- to steal the helicopter when no one was looking. That's not much of a plan, Dominique. It was the best I could come up with. We ditch it and disappear in some foreign country with that money I saved up in hidden accounts. Yeah, it's not much of a plan, Dom. But, well, it was a plan, so thanks for thinking of it, I guess. I don't suppose that these people would be kind enough to let us stay, would they? Temple and Dominique both looked at one another, surprised that they hadn't come up with that solution. It's an idea, but yeah, I don't think they want us hanging around as refugees. Temple rose from the couch after saying this, and wandered towards one of the bookshelves, occupying herself with what was on them. Well, we could ask. It doesn't hurt to ask, does it? The problem was, there was no one to ask, and Nico was sure that either Julie or the old man wouldn't want to hear them. But Dominique was right. It wouldn't hurt to ask. But it might, in the end, if they weren't careful. Then all we can do is wait, I guess. His two friends nodded their heads yes, and he sat back in the sofa, getting comfortable, staring upward. Though he'd been sitting there for quite a while, so the need to get up was also there. But there was nothing to do here, so that didn't sound appealing to do either. Dominique plopped herself down on the abandoned spot that Temple had been sitting in. I think I have an idea that might help us get accepted by these people. Great, what is it, Dominique? Her statement had even caught the interest of Temple, who abandoned the books and had come over. Yes, what have you got up your sleeve? Well, they're treating us like ambassadors, right? Yeah, but perhaps more like business partners than ambassadors. You think we could be ambassadors for them or something like that? Yes, potentially. We act like intermediaries, trying to stop threats to this place from Earth or vice versa, or just help them out with any alien races. They're going to need someone to stand in the way of everyone else when people find out about this. But that doesn't require the three of us to do it, does it? We can make it work, Temple, acting like a council of three people to help them out, with three votes. Three votes works out well. And then maybe once Earth is done, we help them with other alien people, things, creatures, that need negotiations between the two sides. If we can understand them. Well, yeah, there is the understanding them, Temple. But unless you have any other ideas... Temple shrugged and nodded yes to the plan. They both turned to Nico, who looked between them nervously. What did they want from him? He wasn't against the idea, but it did have one big flaw. It's an idea, and I'm not saying no to it, but you also have to convince the people on Earth that it is a good idea. Also, the people here and people on home probably are going to want to choose their own people then we will just have to get them to accept it before they know what's going on. Politicians are easily enough let on and to deal with. Regular people, they don't even need to hear about us, do they? Like how most people don't pay attention to the amount of arms dealing that goes on throughout the world? Exactly, Temple. Well, I don't see it going well, but you two have a better understanding of that world than I do. So I guess we're going to do this. 
There were several nods all around from the other two. They were going to try and convince the world that this was a good idea. How to do this? Nico wasn't sure, but he was afraid he was going to have to do some fast talking. He wasn't good with talking fast and thinking later. It was just... It... He tended to say things and promise things, and then he could not deliver on those. And so he preferred to just talk softly and quietly, and off in a corner. But he doubted he would be allowed to do that, either. They would sit around and wait a bit more until the door opened again with Julie walking in. She looked at them and cleared her throat. A decision has been reached. If you will follow me, please. Good, glad to hear it. Can we bargain an agreement with your uh, race, please? The woman was not expecting them to do anything other than to get up and follow her. And so surprise showed on her face when they started talking. I, I see, but that that's nice, but it, it doesn't matter to me or the Keeper of Time. What's his name, by the way? Who? What? Um, what are we talking about? The person we met, the one wandering around the clocks. All you need to know is that he's one of uh, the many Keepers of Time. Nothing more. You don't know her name, do you? Julie backpedaled away as Temple approached her after saying that. Confusion had now taken over the poor lady, who didn't know what to do other than to go backwards. Nico popped up from the couch and helped up Dominique. Uh, don't worry, we aren't out to get you, Miss Julie. We don't care if we do or don't get the time energy stuff, but um, we, we'd like information and we'd like to talk to you. There is a deal to be made, and we can help you out, And but you have to share information with us, and it is worth thinking about for those timekeepers, we believe. The woman, however, had continued to back up, looking troubled by the matter of the three now crowding towards her. If you could lead us to them, please. Julie practically ran away from them, and they all followed, though keeping a decent space between them. It was a rather awkward pace for them, though, since they didn't want the woman to feel like they were chasing after her. They also had to keep up, though, since she was running, so they settled into gently sprinting after her and then slowing down from time to time to make sure the awkwardness wasn't completely there. We aren't going to hurt you. Nico's yell did not slow her down as they went down this fancy-looking hallway. It was the same one from before, yet now it looked fancy. Nico was pretty sure it was that way before, but he was once again not sure of himself entirely. The trio had taken to sprinting after the lady, after the lady who had come to a stop in front of a set of doors to, to her left. She opened them and disappeared inside. A minute later, they stood in front of these doors, with Temple going up to open them up. Nico was reading the sign above the door. Playing tonight, the decision of Earth and time energy, in theory. His two friends, however, had already gone through the doors. He walked into a play theater, one with a fancy stage up front and rows and rows of seats staring down onto it. On the stage was sat a collection of people, all looking old and all had clocks in their hands. It was a preposterous look and one Nico was trying not to giggle at as he moved forward. They all looked rather pretentious up there in their robes, holding clocks, and like they were trying to pass judgment on them. 
Dominican temple were already up front, arms crossed, and stood there on the front row looking at these keepers of time. With little else to do, he hurried up there to them. Do you three understand why you are here? So you can tell us now. The keeper who had spoken, and who had happened to be the old man they'd met before, looked at them, surprised. He'd gotten up from his chair and was in the middle of the stage, and moved towards the lip of the stage, so he could tower over them. Now he looked unsure of himself for a moment. Yes, well, yes, I suppose that is what we were going to tell you. Then it is now. You are turning us down for this energy source. There was lots of awkward looks from the keepers, and even a few murmurs from their little group. Y yes you have been turned down. Your civilization is not yet ready. And when will they be ready for it? Maybe, maybe never. We will accept that result, but we also have something else we would like to offer you. Another round of murmurs ripped through the keepers, who were quite clearly not used to this sort of thing. Nika supposed that they told you the result and then banished you through some sort of portal. They weren't getting their standard operating procedures today, though. How often does a planet come back to you requesting a chance at getting energy? Uh, well, well, not that many. I, I, I might even harbor to say none. It doesn't take much of a guess as to why, either. You treat them badly, and they see that they won't ever get it, and you can do plenty of things to them, but they can't do anything to you. So why come back? And the other problem is, no one potentially knows about you. We are offering to change that for you, if you will hear us out. What are you talking about? What Dominique is trying to say is that we will act as a way to get more aliens in here trying to access this new, this form of energy that will change their worlds with us acting as a way in and out. Yes, and the trade-off is that we will be allowed to stay here to help the process along. The murmurs between everyone were quite loud at this point, which was leading to glances all around and discussion seemed quite heated among the keepers. End of Part 8 of A Thieves' Nightmare Thank you for listening.